Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Thrilled to welcome back Bridget Danner on the PCOS Diva podcast. Bridget and I uh, talked about fertility way back in, I think it was 2015 on episode 39. It's entitled You, Your Partner, and PCOS, A Fertility Puzzle. But since then, Bridget has gone through quite a journey that she's going to share with us today. And she, I've been looking for somebody to talk about to us about mold and what that does to hormones and health. And boy, I think Bridget with her, her story is the perfect person to talk to us. So just to give you a little background about Bridget, she uh, was a working acupuncturist when she discovered toxic mold in her home. And she began the long journey of home and body repair. She is the author of the new book, Ultimate Toxic Mold Recovery Guide. She's also the founder of a line of mold supplements called Functional Detox Products. And you can find out uh, more about Bridget's work at BridgetDanner.com. But Bridget, thank you so much for coming back on the PCOS Diva podcast. Hi, Amy. I can't believe how long ago I was on. This is totally taking me down memory lane to when we met and we were in the women's health space. And yeah, I completely didn't know in 2015 I had a mold issue, but it was my hormones, which is something I'm like pretty passionate to talk about now because I think that root cause is just going unknown for for many women like me. So thank you so much for having me back on. Oh, and, and you know, I'm so glad that you're on the other side of this. I, I know that when we had talked back then, you had shared that you were moving out of your house temporarily and things were just sort of chaotic. Um, and would love to, for you to just kind of share what all happened back then and how it brought you to write this book, um, Ultimate Toxic Mold Recovery Guide. Sure. So let me think what year, I guess in 2007, I moved in with my fiance uh, and I was starting a business and we were anxious to have a family. I was anxious because I was 
33, I thought that was really old. <laughs> so uh, I moved into this house and, you know, it was like a, a typical Portland, Oregon house. It was old and wooden and, and whatever. I didn't really think anything of it at all. Um, and then I opened a clinic, a bigger clinic, and I, you know, I got married. I had a baby. So I had a lot going on. So after I had my son and some things started to go sideways in my health, I really just thought it was stress and my hormones. Um, so I was having anxiety, insomnia. Um, I think those were kind of my first two, which you could definitely think is, you know, postpartum. Um, I had increasing digestive issues, increasing cold and flu frequency, like chills all the time, like having to take pot baths all the time. Um, and breakthrough bleeding with my cycle. So I, yeah, again, I, I had no idea that mold could be involved. So I was getting life coaching, changing my diet, learning about things like the adrenal glands and, and functional medicine, and just kind of chipping away at, at trying to improve my health. I also had chronic back pain. Um, so, you know, I was probably like a in, in, in a chronic, things would get better and then worse. And I really didn't know why I did discover some things like Epstein-Barr virus that I worked on. So it's like everything helped kind of, but ultimately, you know, nothing's going to help if you're still in a home that's toxic to you. Uh, so in 20, really just after <laughs> you, yeah, so I guess if I had moved out of my, my home, I think that was more like 2016. But anyway, I got really sick. I really hit a low. I had strep throat. I was didn't recover from that. I was just exhausted and I was doing detoxes. I was getting IV therapy and I was just so tired. And this was when I started moving my practice online. So I was home all the time. So that's a clue. And some naturopaths asked me about my home. That was really smart of them. And uh, they said, what has changed in your home? And one thing that came up was our basement. It's always been musty, had had some water intrusion and they suggested having a mold inspection. So we, we did, and honestly, Amy, I, I resisted. Uh, my husband at the time was the one um, pushing it because I knew it was gonna be a whole big problem if, you know, if we did have mold. So we did have the inspection, we did have mold. So then we started the whole process of remediating the house and uh, to, like moving out, like you said, honestly, we made a ton of mistakes in that process and I got way sicker. That was really when I hit my lowest was when the house was ripped up and we were still in it and my eyelid was always twitching. I couldn't remember things at all. Like my short-term memory was completely shot. Um, I was so tired at that point that I just like wanted to die. Like I would never kind of had that thought in my head before, but I now I can kind of know what some people must be go, going through. I think I was just so exhausted on such a deep level that I didn't want to wake up in the morning and have to do it all over again. And I didn't really want to die. Like, actually, I just was so tired that I just didn't want to keep going sometimes. So 
it's just like my brain would make that thought in my head like oh wouldn't it be nice if we could just not wake up tomorrow and it scared me uh so that was kind of my lowest but you know we did we did crawl out of it <laughs> you know we uh, we sold that home after we fixed it up we ended up moving to arizona i learned a lot about detoxification um, I really had to rebuild all my body systems, which is what I help people do now who are also going through the same thing. So I think a, a, a big part of having PCOS is because it really, everybody's root cause, I think is a, could be a little bit different. Some people are dealing with um, insulin resistance. Uh, a lot of women are dealing with inflammation. That's a trigger of a lot of the PCOS symptoms. Um, you, and I think it's important to, rather than just kind of treat the symptoms is figure out what the root cause is. Um, and I think for some women, it could be the, you know, maybe not the end all be all cause, but the mold issue um, and, and environmental exposure to mold could be one of those issues that's really causing your hormones to go haywire. What yeah. would you think? Okay. Yeah, I definitely do. And, you know, again, in my own story with breakthrough bleeding, low hormone levels, PMS, I never in a million years would have thought, oh, this is mold. I just didn't really know about mold. And I def I don't think it's every woman, Amy. As you know, there's like mm -hmm. so many causes or so many factors. And they all kind of mix together too. Um, but now that I know what I know about mold toxins and how they affect the body, there are so many ways that they can affect our hormones. So a, a, f a few, the one I find the most fascinating is mostly we take in these mycotoxins that some strains of mold emit and we, we breathe them in, right? We breathe them in through our nose and that information goes right to the brain, right? It goes directly to the brain. Uh, you can kind of picture like going through the nose into the center your head and what's there your hypothalamus pituitary axis uh, these mycotoxins can travel into the brain they can travel anywhere they want <laughs> they have a free pass in your body and you your hypothalamus pituitary can become inflamed and then it doesn't work correctly basically so for me that was low hormone levels uh, like grandma levels <laughs> you know when I would get tested uh, for other women, because some of the, these mycotoxins have an estrogenic effect, like many other types of toxins, they will end up high estrogen, estrogen dominant. Uh, it also affects the way you feel full, and that can increase your weight, which is one of the ways it increases your weight. So then if you're carrying extra weight, that can be more estrogen. It definitely is going to affect your microbiome, break down your microbiome and make it an improper proper balance. And then when you're trying to detoxify estrogen through your stool and your intestine, now that's not working. So you can become estrogen dominant in that way as well. Um, you know, your cells, your cells themselves be can become inflamed on the cell wall. <clears throat> and so then hormone information isn't getting into your cells. I, I think it's just such a fascinating topic topic because there are so many ways it can cause hormone disruption for you uh, for fertility too and there just isn't much conversation about it so I'm so thankful to be able to come on platforms like this and, and just start to get people curious about especially if you're not getting better um, you know could this be a, a mold issue 
So if somebody's listening and they're they're thinking, gee, you know what, my basement smells a little musty. <laughs> could it be mold um, in my house that could be causing some of my PCOS symptoms or some of my health issues? Where do you where do you go from there? Yeah, so I I guess the first thing to think about and question is just the history of your home and things of it that have happened there, like. Did you have a dishwasher flood while you're on vacation? <laughs> That's a bad one right there. Because everything needs to be fixed within 48 hours. And if it's sitting, it's going to start to cause a problem, even if you go back and fix it later. So the remediation has to be done really carefully. So yes, musty smells, high humidity, film on things. Like it's kind of a different than dust, but like our basement definitely had this some film on objects because that was mold growing uh, especially like on the underside you may see like at your baseboards little signs of water damage or little tiny signs of mold um what are some other things if your gutters are pooling near your home um you know if you've never serviced your roof if that's something you've neglected um can be homes built too tightly too but usually there's just some issue with water that shouldn't be there right and it's interacting with your drywall and your carpet and, and you know the studs in your home and as that water sits mold can grow and it kind of i just learned from one of my expert friends that it grows in these stages so he's really emphasizing it doesn't so much matter which strains you have of mold uh, it matters that there is a water damage issue in the home that either is now existing or wasn't remediated correctly when it happened. So, you know, those are a few things to start thinking about. And same with your workplace. Um, mostly you're going to get more affected in your home because you're there more. But I just have a client who um, had breast cancer. I think she was diagnosed in 2016. Is she still in the same, working in the same hospital? She did decide to test for mold just kind of for her own curiosity and had it. And she didn't know where it came from until we started talking about her workplace and that there have been toilet floods and roof leaks uh, that just, you know, again, weren't taken care of correctly. You know, mm -hmm. that floorboard wasn't cut out. So she's, you know, she works 40 plus hours a week in that environment. So I'm having her do some plate testing. Plate testing is a, a cheap way to start, especially in a place like your workplace where you don't want to spend a lot of money. So I'm having her do some plate testing with a company called Immunolytics. I think that's good for small areas like a car or, yeah, like a cubicle Um or if you're kind of on a budget and you're renting, plate testing can be a place to start. So people are often curious, like testing, but there's actually a lot of options. Like if you're a homeowner, uh, like we were, I think getting a local inspector is a good idea because they're not just going to look for mold spores or toxins. They're actually going to tell you how your building is compromised, uh, which is what he told us. And he gave us a whole nice report. It, it's not cheap, but it's kind of like the right way to go about what could potentially be a repair job. So there's that option. And then there's some other testing with uh, collecting dust. Uh, there's a couple different options there that can be helpful. Um, but yeah, I think it's important because people can get a little caught up in like which test is best for the home. 
uh, again, like stepping back and knowing what is the damage to the home um, and and if, if, if there is some, how will we address it, right? Rather than just being like, okay, I took this dust test, it shows some mold, now what? You still have a whole next layer to uncover if, if that's all you know. So do you have the list of those tests on your, your website, Bridget Danner? Um, yeah, we have okay. a, we have a, like a blog and an ebook with those. There's one newer test I just found out about recently, but yeah, I, I, we can maybe add that, but yeah, it gives you a good place to, to start. So if you've done some of these tests, you're having some symptoms, um, then what, uh, is there a test for, uh, that you can take like a biological test or functional medicine test that tells you whether you've been exposed to mold? Yeah, thankfully there is now, you know, there was not 20 years ago, uh, mm -hmm. but there's a urine test. It's an at-home test. Um, two or three companies for sure. I say at least three I can think of offer it. Sometimes you may have to get it through a practitioner and other times it could be direct access. Um, and it's just a, a urine test. Uh, we have you do a little bit of a challenge to try to increase some detoxification before you take the test just with like a fast or using a sauna um, just to try to kind of make sure you're pushing some things out into the urine uh, and it's a mycotoxin test so it, it's testing for the one we use is about seven classes of mycotoxins that come from um, the toxics most toxic species of mold so there are actually only about 13 toxic species of mold but they emit hundreds of different mycotoxins so really as long as we're catching something i know you're dealing with a, a toxic mold problem. Um, occasionally, I mean, it's from an old exposure. It's actually not your current place. You just still haven't cleared out what's in, mm -hmm. in your body. Um, I'd say that's less common, but it, it definitely can happen. And I, a lot of people think back to where they lived in college and a lot of people live in bad oh my situations. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not your son right now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if it if some it's just amazed me when I first started to find these and I'm like, really? Uh, you know, usually it's probably not 20, 30 years ago, but it, you know, it, I did see a woman who was in a moldy house in California, never took care of her health afterwards, just sort of went back to life. And she still was carrying around mycotoxins. I think it was like three years later. So that was, it's very eye-opening to me to see that. And then that really goes to the question of like, or answers the question, you know, do you need to actively detox? And the answer is yes, because you can just kind of keep carrying around that stuff and recycling it inside of you for a, a while, apparently. So. You know, we recycle our bile, which is where toxins should be coming out into the stool. Um, so we can recycle those mycotoxins back in, um, which is why one of the most popular supplements in the mold world is called a binder. So it chemically or physically binds up some toxins in the stool so that you poop them out instead of recycle them back in. So uh, I know people use binders for other things like heavy metals, um, 
it would it be a, like a similar type binder like say um clay or um I know I've I've been kind of experimenting with zeolite which is like kind of like a volcanic um pulverized uh stone I guess yeah um, yeah so tell us about about those binders and and um what what you recommend yeah so there's usually two approaches one would be a rotation approach where you say now you're using just zeolite like you are now but then maybe you're going to use charcoal another month or chlorella as uh, another binder mm -hmm. or there's the concept of mixing them together to kind of uh, have a synergy. So different binders have different affinities for different things, uh, whether it's a certain heavy metal or a certain mycotoxin. They've done some of the study now, which is super interesting uh, about which binders like what. Um, so the binder that we're coming out with and probably May it'll come out is a blend and it it does uh, cover all the major mycotoxin categories plus it has a few ingredients to keep the bowels moving and kind of soothe the bowels because some people get constipated from binders uh, which is definitely not what we want <laughs> as you go through the detox um, so you know and some people can't tolerate binders you know people are sensitive to different things um, i just had a client share that she couldn't tolerate binders she, she just did all the her detox techniques like sauna and dry brushing and skipped the binder piece so nothing is required to heal especially if you're getting having bowel movements um you know there's other ways to encourage that uh, so yeah we decided to do the combo approach i'll just also give a shout out to there are other substances that are binders that are pretty awesome, <laughs> like different um, immunoglobulins and uh, Saccharomyces boulardii oh, yeah. yeast is a binder. Yeah, so I think there's more and more in that category. So I kind of later like to make a second binder that does all that kind of in the gut. Mm -hmm. I, you just can't really take a charcoal binder right with a different supplement binder because right, it's right. sort of working against itself yeah so i'd like to later do a you know gut specific binder um that has a different mechanism so as you were talking about the binder you i heard you briefly mention some other detox techniques i was wondering if you could kind of go into more detail about sauna you mentioned sauna yeah these so, are my yeah. favorite yeah so when i was very sick um i we just used a sauna at, at a gym we were living in my parents home they hadn't moved into it yet coincidentally so um we had it to ourselves and they had a little clubhouse with a very simple sauna and i would use it and it was one of the few things that helped me feel better uh, so that and dry brushing were probably the first couple of things I found and then later I added uh, coffee enema, which I really liked and I still do about once a week. Um, I love all the things that move. <laughs> they really mm -hmm. make me feel better and they're great for anybody listening just throughout life because we're all exposed to toxins. It's just our modern environment. So you can also use a rebounder, like it's like a tiny trampoline. Mm -hmm. You can get exercise outside. You can get a lymphatic massage. You can get a regular massage. Um, you can get acupuncture. 
there's so many options and all of that movement just kind of keeps toxins from hanging out in a stagnant <laughs> corner of your body. Um, yeah, and it really seems to help move the needle on just like facilitating that action of detox. All right. I have to ask about the coffee enema. Um, if you are new to coffee enemas and you're not really sure what to do, like, what do you recommend? Like, do are there resources, YouTube videos? Yeah, I, it's actually my most, I think my most popular YouTube video is where I explain how to do a coffee enema. So people are definitely looking for it. You know, I was resistant to it, like many people, just the thought of it. And then I had heard, well, if your bile duct is congested, you could really mess yourself up. And, you know, they were sort of not recommended to me in my functional um, training, actually. But then I read about them in a book. I had heard of them, but Jay Davidson wrote a book that I read and I interviewed him. And he was a fan of the coffee and money. He had the recipe and everything. And I interviewed him and I'm like, should I try it? <laughs> and he was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, really to get started, you just need to follow the recipe. You need to buy a kit. I just buy it on Amazon. Um, we need to buy some light roast organic coffee. And uh, that's really all the equipment you need. Uh, and then you need to just learn to do it. And you, you have to go slow at first because you know, the only, I don't know, discomfort or danger or whatever is that you're putting in liquid too quickly. Stim the stimulating coffee liquid is just going to make you want to go to the toilet. So you have to kind of go slow with putting co coffee in so that um, your body can kind of adjust. I usually do like a little small warm-up round to get my body used to it. And then my body's used to it and I can do, I can retain more coffee in later rounds um and probably the first few times you're gonna do it you're gonna you know it's gonna be a little awkward you're you know you're gonna make mis i still make mistakes you know so to speak i still sometimes go too fast or i don't close off the valve and i lose all my coffee <laughs> down the drain um but i actually really love it and i love the time i mean once you've kind of put the coffee in you just have some downtime so you can, I'll often do like my weekly planner, giving people a lot of <laughs> info. <laughs> I'll just, you know, I'll, it's like Saturday morning and I'm just chilling in the bathroom <laughs> doing my coffee enema. And I just, it just makes me feel good. And uh, it's just sort of like some me time that yeah, I know So you just explain what, what's actually happening it, when you do that. Uh, I mean, it, it, how is it detoxing? It's just sort of cleaning your bowels. Oh, right. Great question. Yeah. So actually the main reason you do it, it does create some bowel movement, which can be good, especially if you tend towards constipation. But the main reason you do it is the coffee is entering through the bloodstream to the liver, like in a pretty direct, you know, contact way. So it's like vascularized and there's a compound in the coffee. I need to go look up the name, something, something acid. Um, that helps stimulate glutathione. I don't know if it's production or recycling, but it stimulates glutathione activity, we'll say, which is a main antioxidant for the body. So now that's getting into the blood supply to the liver where all your blood is passing at this rapid rate. Like our whole blood supply passes through the liver in a really short amount of time. So you're 
blood supply is exposed to this compound that helps you activate glutathione. So it's, yeah, it's basically kind of cleansing, doing an antioxidant function to your whole bloodstream as you sit there and have the, the coffee, you know, retained in your like lower bowel. Um, so that's the activity. Many people ask me, well, can I just drink it? <laughs> it's yes, you can drink coffee, but it's not the same effect, right? It's, it's you're digesting it in your stomach and that kind of thing. So you may feel a little buzzy from a coffee enema, but it's not as strong and it's just a, a different action. It's a different kind of energy you feel and sometimes just you just have to experience it and, and try it a few times. Um, you may not stick to it, but I would say give it at least three tries because if you give it one, you're going to be like, this is weird. Uh, but if you give it a few, you start getting the hang of it, you'll feel the benefits. You'd be shocked how many of my clients come to me already doing coffee enemas. They didn't even necessarily learn it from me. They're just going through chronic illness and they benefit from coffee enema. So I think there's a, a whole secret society out there <laughs> of people doing it. <laughs> Well, well, thanks. Thank you for, for sharing that. I've always been really curious. I've never done it, but maybe, maybe I'll order a kit on Amazon and give it a try. Um, yeah, you, I think you're a good candidate. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> okay. I know I'm very open-minded. So, um, but you mentioned glutathione and I know this is a question that I get asked a lot about and, um, uh, is, can you just take N-acetylcysteine? So a lot of women with PCOS are taking N-acetylcysteine um, for, to, to help with insulin resistance and certainly to help support the liver. Um, it helps with ovarian function. There's, there's a lot of benefits, um, but- Interesting. Um, glutathione, it's it, N-acetylcysteine is kind of a precursor. Um, a lot of people wonder, you know, should I just take glutathione or, or is NAC okay? I know you kind of addressed this in your book, so I was hoping you could share that with us. Yeah, you know, I think like a lot of things in the health world, there's lots of nuance to it. So NAC is a, one of the precursors to glutathione. You need to like three amino acids to make glutathione. Um, but you, your liver in general needs a bunch of different nutrients, B vitamins and, and different amino acids. But just to focus on the glutathione molecule, yeah, NAC is a precursor that can help you make glutathione. It sometimes is more easily tolerated, I think I've heard from some people. It is also usually a little cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, and it can make glutathione. And then glutathione has like an active and an inactive form. So the one that we are carrying has both NAC and one form of glutathione, S-acetylglutathione, I think is ours. The other debate is if glutathione is absorbable. And there's a lot of opinion out there that only liposomal glutathione is absorbable. But actually this type that we sell because of um, what's like attached to the molecule, like the S-acetyl molecule attached to the glutathione it protects it from being broken down in the gut as it as you you know it's a it's a capsule so it actually is a form that has a lot of science behind it being absorbable um so it's just you know it's just a again there's probably a lot of different debate and i think taking it in in some kind of form from some high quality source i don't know if you sell it amy um is a great idea so 
you know, I, I'm not super picky on which source. If you don't go, go glue on, um, we have a spray too that we sell. It's really gentle and good for kids. And it's good for sensitive people because um, they can maybe only take a couple sprays. So that one is a micro ionized glutathione. Uh, so again, just lots of options out there, just depending on your budget. Can you swallow pills? You know, what research have you done? You know, you may really like, like I know uh, Ben Lynch sells a light with somal glutathione. And if you're a big fan of his, you may be taking his. So yeah, I think it's all beneficial really, as long as it's in a quality form. Yeah. And just um, to be clear, I don't think we, we prefaced that, that the glutathione is one of the supplements that you recommend for mold detox, um, along with the binders. Um, and then the, the techniques like sauna and coffee enema and dry brushing. Um, I know I like Epsom salt bath. Is that something that you, you like for, yeah, that made uh, my top five. actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried just cause I felt like I had to organize things somehow for the book. I picked my five top techniques and my five top supplements and then it goes on from there with lots of other options but yeah i picked epsom salts um the magnesium and the sulfur in there are both good for your liver plus it's a calming experience which mm -hmm. you often need you need for healing oh need. i know i had one last night it, it's it's true and, it, and stress reduction i think for women with pcos stress is just really wreaks havoc um so I find that's a great way to relax and it's a bonus that you get these benefits of detoxification and, and all of these things that you're talking about is it's not only going to help to detoxify the, the myotoxins, um, from mold, but, um, you know, other substances as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, if you aren't sure if you have mold, but you just want to learn more about detox, um, you know, my website is a great source. We have tons of different blogs on Epsom salt baths and nasal rinses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorts so of things you can do, which I think are just great for like longevity. And, and I know you mentioned uh, that you have a masterclass too for you know, folks that want to learn more about mold toxicity and um, detoxing from that. So why don't you tell us more about that offering and, um, and where we can find your book too? Yeah, I'm not sure when this episode will come out, but it's sort of no matter in a sense, because the event will run live 221 to 36. But after that, if you catch this later, the link will still work to get seven days of free access. And so it's a, it's a combo event of, I give a little slide presentation every day based on kind of my opinions on how to go about this mold journey. And then I interview, I don't know, like 21 other experts. So we have two whole days on the home. So that's helpful because that's not my, you know, number one specialty. And then we've got different, honestly, really leading experts in the field of functional, uh, mold recovery. So we have like Jill Carnahan and Beth O'Hara. Um, Javin Moore is doing a lot of work with mold. So uh, we, you know, they talk about what they're focused on in their practices right now, what's working for them, what co-infections could be involved. So it's, it's really honestly top-notch 
emerging content in what is still pr a pretty um, developing field. Like we don't totally know everything about mold yet. Um, so we put that together kind of in honor of the book <laughs> so people mm -hmm. can know we've got this book coming out, you know, so people can kind of know I exist. Um, and then the book will be released on Amazon April 4th. So kind of just after the event. Um, so it'll be on pre-order by the time this episode airs. And it's just a great resource to have because the, the process is long. Um, it's going to be a lot of questions that come up about what you can, what you can keep or not keep in your house, um, you know, which supplements to take, which tests to run if, you, if your gut is, you know, upset. We talk about hormone testing. So I just tried to be really thorough with pretty much any question a person might have. Yeah, it's really an excellent resource, especially coming from you, Bridget, who had already had that background in women's hormone health. Um, so, you know, I think your, your resources are perfect for, you know, anyone listening that thinks that this might be a factor in, um, you know, their, their health issues, definitely check out Bridget's website and just, I will put it in the show notes, but, um, just so you know, the spelling it's B R I D G I T D A N N E R.com Bridget Danner.com. So Bridget, thank you so much from com for coming back on. We can't let it go. So, so many years in between. <laughs> Wow, I know it's crazy to think about. Well, I'll have to have you on because I know you do a lot of work around toxins and hormones. Um, and I know you've you've studied with Lara too, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and she, you know, we, we worked to work on my sparkle cleanse, which um, is actually running right now. Um, the, oh, our, awesome. My, yeah, my 14 day cleanse to help, you know, women with PCOS kind of, um, you know, detox really support their liver, um, to help with, you know, all this type of detoxification, but it really just helps you, you know, and you know what it's like when your brain fog is lifted and you have more energy, um, just kind of like, just, Oh yeah. People uh, love those cleanses, don't they? Yeah, I know. So, they love them. so I know I act, actually, I have to go have my first shake of the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in it right we now. Close. Yeah. I, I, I always do it with everybody as well. So it's just That's so cold. Awesome. It's so cold out right now that I'm not, I'm kind of putting it off. I'm, I'm not anxious to have a cold shake, but, but, you know, I think about how good I'm going to oh, feel. I, know. I hear you. Yeah. I'm over. so cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People love it. That's sort of how I started in my clinic with doing it before I knew I had mold. I started doing these two or three week detoxes and people would love it. They would come back and do it again. So, cause you just feel so good. You don't feel so good the first four days, but then, then you really <laughs> feel good. So. Yeah. Um, well, well, thank you for you. having me. Yeah. And thank you everyone for listening. I look yeah. forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. 
And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCOSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.